As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the home group tonight. My name is Paul Renner, and my father, Rick Renner, asked me to lead the home group. So I'm glad to be here with you. If you have joined us for this home group, please comment. Let us know that you're with us tonight. Talk to each other and talk with us. If we don't get to read your comments during the online program, then we'll read them afterwards because we love to read your comments. We love to read what you said, what you say. We'll be talking about Easter today because that's what my father is speaking about in the daily program. And we'll be looking at the things that we usually look over during the Easter season. There's so much in the Bible about the death, resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But often because, you know, we celebrate Easter every year, sometimes we even feel like we know what pastor's going to say before he says it on Easter Sunday. We feel like we know the story and we begin to look over some of the details that actually have huge effects on our lives. Today with me here in the studio is my mother and Joel. Welcome. Well, thank you, Paul and home group. Welcome to you. And, and I want to say that this is quite a privilege that we get to study this together because this is the power of God. The, the knowledge of what Jesus did for us is the power of God and we need the power of God. And maybe you should invite somebody to watch these home groups because they, you don't know what they're struggling with. You don't know what questions they're asking. And they could find answers when they understand what Jesus did for them. You know what I'm learning from this is Jesus went through every single thing we've ever gone through. And more. And only multiply it by thousands and thousands of times over. And the, he's absolutely equipped totally, completely equipped to bring us through any situation with victory. And he's full of compassion. And full of compassion. Amen. It is so good to be with you guys. Studying the Bible is an honor, and I'm glad we get to do with you all. But before we get into the home group tonight, I want to say if you need prayer, please call us. We would love to pray with you. Call us at 1-800-742-5593 or email us at prayerrenner.org. It's an honor for us to pray with you. We want a miracle to happen in your life, and we believe that can really happen in your life. Isn't that right, Paul? Amen. Now, in order to follow along today, you may want to open your sparkling gems up to uh, April 20th, which is page 256, because we'll be looking at uh, April 20th and April 21st today. Or if you have the book paid in full, then you can open paid in full. And if you were watching carefully during the daily program, you may notice that my father read directly from the book paid in full during the intro to today's program. That's right, Paul. Paid in full is a wonderful book. Dad wrote it specifically to prepare people for Easter. Mm -hmm. it's, it's wonderful. It's 35 chapters, very short chapters. And you can study the Bible, study with Dad, as you lead up to Easter. So you understand when you go to Easter service, your heart is really prepared. Mm. I think that's very important. The, the crucifixion, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ is so very important in our lives as Christians. And this book really helps you lead up to that wonderful Christian celebration of Easter. Amen. But the best way to follow along today is to download the study guide. Now, if you're like 
me. I'm the kind of person that says, you know, the study guide, it's always there. It's always available. I don't need to download it right now. Well, this is the one that you need to download right now. This is the study guide that you've been waiting for. It's the study guide of all study guides. It's a big one. And it is on the subject of Easter. Now, when you think about Easter, so often we think about Easter eggs or the Easter bunny or so many other things that aren't really connected to Jesus at all. The first thing we should think about when we think about Easter is the resurrection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I highly, highly recommend you that you go to renner.org to download the study guide. That's right. It's for free. Go to renner.org. You can get the study guide right now for free and you can study along with us. Mm -hmm. Easter is around the corner, but it's not too late keep on studying about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes, and we're using the study guide tonight as we go through the home group. I certainly am. But along with that, you can get Dad's whole series where he goes to all these places, films on site, and comes back to the studio and really teaches what the Bible says about what happened to Jesus, what happened around the events around Jesus, who are all these characters that are in the Bible story of Easter. And it's a wonderful series, isn't it, Mom? Oh, it is. I was watching earlier today some of the what's in right here and um and and in jerusalem at the at the sepulcher at the temple of the sepulcher that there is a a stone Mm -hmm. that they say a pillar a scourging stone that where jesus was scourged that i i mean they say that's what jesus held on to when they scourged him. You know that column, Mama? It has all these scars on it, all these dashes, and it's from the scourging process. If that happened to stone, what did Jesus' body look like? It really is, I think it's really good for us to think about these things. Because he did it for your healing. You know, I was hurting somewhere on my body the other day, and, and I said, God, I know absolutely, completely, there's nothing about this that's your will. Nothing. Zero. Because you went through so much suffering to bring absolute healing to my body. And somebody right now, you're opening up your heart to believe what I'm saying because what I'm saying is true. Amen. It's in believing that we receive that pain or that torment that you just keep putting medicine on or keep taking medicine for, that's not God's will for your life. There's nothing about it. He gets no entertainment from you being tormented by that pain or paying that money for that medicine or or once again doctoring this place on your body. He took all the pain, torment, All the money you've spent, he took it all on his own body. Mm -hmm. And it's not for you. And the power of God right now, I know somebody's listening to me and you receive what I'm saying as truth. I speak the healing power of God to you right now. Yes, just receive it right now that that power going into your body because it's absolutely the truth and there's no borders with this power. Just take a hold of it. Receive it right now in Jesus name. There's somebody and you've had you've had some chronic thing like like on your body, like on your skin. And you said, is this going to stay with me forever? No. 
take that power right now. It's right there because of Jesus, because of what he did, not because you're good or you're bad. It's because of what he did. So just receive that power right now. Amen. Amen. Not so long ago, I was in a youth service and uh, someone came up on stage and says, and said prophetically that people are being healed right now and specifically for eyesight. And I've not received my healing yet, but I'm in line. I'm waiting and I'm believing. And even during that youth service, I raised up my hand and said, Lord, I receive. Mm -hmm. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm waiting. I'm getting my faith ready for that moment when I will receive my healing. So healing is yours. It belongs to you. And if you have not received your healing yet, it doesn't mean that it's not God's will to heal you. It's his will to save you, to restore you. And he is in the business of restoration. He's done everything that he needed to do to, first of all, restore your relationship with the Father. And then along with that, he gives you everything you need to live in that restored state <laughs> that he wants you to enjoy. Amen. It's just, That's true. It's just wonderful. And there's no difference in forgiving sin. Or healing diseases. Jesus pointed that out in the Gospels mm-hmm. when when he he healed that paralytic and yeah. <laughs> they came they lowered him down right in front of him and they broke the roof open. We can't imagine what that was like. And then here comes here's this man in front of him and Jesus says to him, "Your sins be forgiven you." Well, I'm sure everybody around him was going, uh, "I don't think it's a sin problem, Jesus. I think this man is paralyzed." Jesus said, "It it." It uh, doesn't matter if I say his sins are forgiven or be healed. I have the same power to do both. To do both. Amen. Well, Jesus fulfilled prophecies. In Isaiah 53, we read about Jesus. We read about what will happen to Jesus. And then in John chapter 3, verses 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world, uh, but that the world through him might be saved. So, Jesus came to save you, not to condemn you. And some people get condemned or we talk about Jesus in such a way that instead of receiving forgiveness and salvation and restoration, we talk about Jesus in such a way that it ends up being condemning. We should actually talk about Jesus in such a way that it gives people forgiveness and hope. And if you have not shared your testimony with someone, please take time to share your testimony with someone this year. Just like you pre, just like you share with each other at Thanksgiving dinner, what you're thankful for. Take time to talk to your family this year about what you're thankful for. What you're thankful for, what Jesus has done for you. Take time to share your testimony with each other and please connect it to Jesus. Please connect it to what he's done for you, please connect it to his crucifixion, death, and resurrection. Help other people connect what God has done in your life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when they see your faith, when they see your enthusiasm, when they see and hear your testimony, that will help them believe. That will help them make the next step. So getting back to 
Easter. I know we've been talking about Jesus and the resurrection and the power of the resurrection that's available for us. But let's get back to Easter and talk about what we read in Luke 23, verses 14, 15, and 16. So by this time, Jesus has been sent from Pilate to Herod and from Herod back to Pilate. Mm -hmm. They've been moving Jesus around because Pilate initially did not want to condemn Jesus or did not want to take responsibility for the political scandal that was uh, unveiling right in front of him. But he sent him to Herod because Herod was responsible for Galilee and Jesus was from Galilee. And then Herod spoke to him. And when Herod was done with Jesus, Herod sent him back to Pilate. And here we are at Luke 23, 14, 15, and 16. Pilate said unto him, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people. And behold, I having examined him before you have not found, have found no fault in this man. <laughs> Touching the things wherefore ye accused him. No, ni, ni, no, not yet Herod, for I sent him to him. So here we see that Pilate said, everything you guys have accused him of, he's not guilty. And even Herod said, he's not guilty. And lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. Therefore, I will chastise him and release him. So in order to please the people that brought Jesus to Herod, instead of crucifying him, this is very interesting to see uh, Pilate's intentions. Instead of crucifying him, or be, instead of being guilty of crucifying, putting to death someone who's not guilty, Herod chooses, a uh, Pilate chooses to uh, chastise him, to beat him, instead of crucifying him so that he can please the people that have brought an accusation against Jesus. But that wasn't enough. The people weren't pleased. The people were not pleased with that appeasement of that just little beating. 39 lashes. Yes, they were not pleased with that. They wanted to go further. And what happened next is just just horrific, really horrific. I want to keep on reading. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Luke chapter 23, verses 18. Then a, mighty roar, then a mighty roar rose from the crowd, and with one voice they shouted, Kill him, and release Barabbas to us. Barabbas was in prison for murder and for taking part in an insurrection in Jerusalem against the govern, government. Pilate argued with them because he wanted to release Jesus. So now Pilate is now on Jesus' side, and he's telling the crowd, You guys are wrong. Jesus is an innocent man. Barabbas is not the person you guys want released. Mm -hmm. But they shouted, Crucify him, crucify him. For the third time he demanded, Why? What crime has he committed? What crime has Jesus committed? I have found no reason to sentence him to death. I will therefore flog him and let him go. So he's just repeating the verdict again. But the crowd shouted louder and louder for Jesus' death, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate sent Jesus to death as they demanded, and they had requested he release Barabbas, the men in prison for the insurrection and murder. But he delivered Jesus unto them to do as they wished. He really, he, he, he fell into what the crowd was asking for. And it's just, it's just very sad for Pilate. I, I always thought Pilate was trying to do the right thing, but he, at the end, 
he sends Jesus to death. Yeah. Well, in this process, we see the saving power of Jesus. Because Barabbas, who was worthy of being crucified, was eventually released. And the same thing happens to each of us. We all have sinned and fallen short. Uh, we have all committed crimes against God. Crimes that there is no possible way that we could uh, uh, pay for or appease God in order to receive our own forgiveness based on our own deeds. And Ephesians chapter 2 clearly says that we're saved by grace. There's no way that we could get out of this mess that we're in on our own without Jesus' help. But even in the process of Jesus being crucified, we see that Barabbas, who did not deserve to be set free, was set free. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and you could call. I mean, we, we've already talked about uh, the accidental uh, resurrection, about the boy in the garden who was following Jesus and who was naked in the garden. We've already talked about the accidental resurrection. In this case, Barabbas was set free, and. The only thing he did was to be in the right place at the right time when Jesus took upon himself the punishment that was actually meant for Barabbas. That's exactly what he did for us, Paul. Mm -hmm. We deserved punishment. We deserved the wrath of God. We um, We deserved to go to hell. And it's like Jesus, just like he did for Barabbas, it's just like he, here comes this wrath, here comes this penalty that we deserve. And it's like Jesus just steps right in and he says, right between that punishment and, and hell that, that we deserve. And he steps right in and he says, I'll take it. I'll take it. And then we like Barabbas. We just go free. That's amazing. It really is. Joel? It really is. I'm thinking about Matthew chapter 27. Um, Let me find the verse. I want to get the verse right for you. 27 verse 24. talks about Pilate. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere Mm -hmm. and that a riot riot was developing. So he sent sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd saying, Mm -hmm. I am innocent. Of the blood of this man. The responsibility is yours. And all the people yelled back, We will take responsibility for this death, we and our children. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a um, triple whip, then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. Pilate really tried to do everything he could to do the right thing. I believe he did. But regardless, Barabbas was let free. Kind of like what happened with us. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see ourselves in the story of Barabbas. You know, we're the ones who have committed sin. We're the ones who have done wrong. But Jesus stepped in front of us, just like you were saying, Mom. And he took the sins for us. But we have to ask Jesus to be our Lord of our life. We have to recognize him as the Lord, as our Savior. And Jesus will be happy to take away that sin for us. Mm-hmm. I, I heard from historians, they say that Barabbas actually became a believer. And, um, and you know, we see that 
Jesus in in his death, he, I, of course, Barabbas was set free, but Jesus paid the redemption for Barabbas. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, his blood was for the man who was totally guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you read the Easter story this year, and as you're thinking about Easter, as you're preparing to celebrate Easter, please try to put yourself in the place of all the characters that you find in the story. Mm-hmm. Please try to put yourself in the place of Peter. Try to put your place in the place of Judah. Try to put your place, uh, put yourself in the place of Barabbas. Try to put yourself in the place of those who are hanging on the cross, to the right and to the left of Jesus. One who receives Jesus and the other who's mocking Jesus all the way to the very last moment. Because we're all there. We can find ourselves in the story and we can see that Jesus was merciful and loved each of them. We can even put ourselves in the place of the soldiers who were beating Jesus and scourged Jesus. Matthew 27, verses 26. And when they had scourged him, they delivered him to be crucified. It wasn't enough that they had scourged Jesus. They took the next step and delivered him to be crucified. So as you read the Easter story this year, and please take time to read it in all four Gospels. As you're preparing to maybe go to church or maybe you're even involved in your church this year in an Easter service, take time to think about what the Lord has done specifically for you. Because Easter is our central celebration. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus is exactly who he said he was. There's proof that he was resurrected from the dead. It was prophesied what would happen to Jesus. It happened exactly like it was prophesied. And Jesus is risen from the death. Amen. 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 Jesus is Lord. Let's say it together. Jesus Jesus is Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today at the home group. During our home group, we will continue tomorrow to talk about Easter. So let's continue tomorrow. I pray for you that Lord may bless you and encourage you tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.